Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely and talented wife in her fresh sides chick shirt and southern <laughs> shell, representing the, all the great sides that we cook. How's it going? It's going pretty good. It's not tired. a fresh shirt. I've been wearing it all oh, yeah. summer. Well, I mean, it's a, it's the newest sides chick <laughs> shirt, right? Yes. It, it goes with your Floribama hat. I don't know what color you call that. Wine or mauve or... <laughs> Blush and bashful. Blush. I don't, where'd you, did you buy that hat at Floribama? I did, yeah. I didn't even know you got that. It's pretty cool, though. Tyler, how are you doing today? Oh, man, I couldn't be any better. <clears throat> any Good better. deal. Let's talk about the steak contest real quick. Hey, that's right. It's come... Man, is it less... It's less than a... Yeah, it's less than a month away. Heck... It's the 13th of August, like so that's like a few weeks. Away, yeah. yeah. If you hadn't weeks. signed up, you need to go ahead and get in. This one's the one that uh, Shane and Lawson Lynn from Townsend Barbecue Spice in Melbourne, Arkansas, are hosting. Um, and they, this, I think it's the third year for it. And it keeps it keeps growing year, each yeah. year. I mean, uh, but it's a great kind of tell the golf course there in Melbourne, Arkansas. I, I want to say – They've got 50 teams already signed up. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a, it's a big contest. I mean, first place is paying out like $2,500. We're helping sponsor it, so we're going to be over there hanging out. First place steak is paying $2,500. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes down from there. there. It pays out pretty good down from there. First the, place trout wins $500, and as of yesterday, there's an adi- additional prize added. So explain this trout contest. What, what do you know about it? I, I know nothing. <laughs> I know what the prize. As far are. as I, as far as I know, I hadn't. I didn't have anything to do with the trout contest. This is and first of all, I know it's the first SEA trout contest. But um, it might be the first. Trout. They're they're supplying the trout. You don't have to worry about the trout. You're going to get, I guess, some fillets. I don't know if it's going to be whole trout. I don't know if it's going to be fillets. I've never bought trout. I don't know how they're. I guess the. I want to say they got the Arkansas. Trout Association. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I may be misspeaking on that. We're going to call it the Trout Association. Let's, we're getting into it. Yeah, you're going to get some trout. You're going to get some trout. I don't know where they caught these trout, where they got them. They probably got them out of the White River. It's just right there by Melbourne, Arkansas. So you're getting trout, and you can cook them any way you want. You're going to turn it in. It's judged just like any other ancillary. So you can fry them. You can grill them. You can bake them. You can turn them into a smoked trout dip. Whatever you want to do. Idea, trout actually. egg rolls. Yeah. You can do all kinds of stuff with them. Trout sushi. <laughs> I don't know if it's sushi grade trout, but if you win, you're going to get five hundred dollars for first place. Of course, it pays out top five or ten, don't it? Top three. Top three. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> but this is what was interesting. They had um, a local company um, donate for the the trout division. So tell us what tell us what it is and who they are and what they donated. So Jack's White River Resort and JoJo's Catfish Wharf are sponsoring the Rainbow Trout category. Along with the $500 first prize, you will receive a guided fishing trip and a cabin on the right wi- on the White River compliments wow. of the Jack's Resort. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. I've fished. I've, I've actually... Uh, so it's like a weekend trip. So we, that's right there. I think it's right there at Allison's where the little town is, but it's, there's a bridge right there that crosses the White River when we come from uh, Melbourne or Mount Olive. And they have... It's like a... You know, they've got a restaurant, they got a bait shop, they got this Is that marina. Where we went? Um, I don't think you went out okay. there. It, you may I don't know, you may have. I've taken I've taken Michael there once, but well, we've went with a guy's trip, bachelor party and fished out of there. I've I've done it so a couple you've done times. This. Yeah, you just rent a boat. You can rent a boat too, but they they're giving you a guided one. That means the man's gonna show you how to catch trout if you've never caught any. Once you go once you go guide a couple times, you'll have it down. You won't even need a guide yeah. anymore because it's I mean it's but it's a lot of fun. Basically, you get in these long aluminum boats that are super wide. They can hold three or four men comfortably. You got with room to fish, and they got I think they got nine or fifteen horsepower motors on. You can go up and down the river. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just fun riding in the boat. You know, seeing eagles. I mean, you guys, the, the weather's always awesome there. But to get the guided fishing trip, you man, what do you think that's worth? And a cabin for the weekend. I'm thinking, you know, that, that bumps that prize on up there. And That's reason enough to to sign up to cook a trout just see yeah. if you can win that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you get five hundred dollars spending money if you get first place. That's a heck of a weekend. That's a great weekend. <laughs> um, and they're going to be uh, there's two more of those fishing trips that'll be available for a silent auction too. So, oh, really? That's yeah. good. Okay, cool. Two more deals. So shout out to JoJo's, JoJo's Catfish Wharf, and Jack's 
White River Resort. Jack's White River Resort. Yeah. When we went. So I wonder if they own the cabins, too, because there's cabins along the river along there. And then I think there's like a a motel or hotel right across the street. They've got, all, you know, it's, it's a happening little place. Um, You took us, me, me, you and Michael went on a guided trout fishing trip. That was I don't on think the Little Red. On the Little Red. Yeah. But the, yeah. they bait your hooks for you. Get the fish off of you. <laughs> All you had to do was hold the was... pole and get it out of the water, wasn't it? <laughs> the guy did that for you. So. Yeah. He didn't cast them for you, did you have to cast? He cast it a few times for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's as much work or as little work as you want to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, so someone asked, which, t- speaking of state contests and yeah. SCA contests, um, someone asked on the community page, which killer hog seasoning combination works best on a competition stake? You want to win? Yeah. A, AP and hot, with a little, little finely ground steak at the back end when it comes off. So what's the finishing? Th- walk me through your method. To cook that SCA, the winning to win an SCA contest to every win. single time you cook to get a call. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much automatic. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that. anybody that doesn't get it. <laughs> you so you pick your steak. You, you pick, pick your steak. steak. How do you First, pick a steak? Um, I'm looking for one. I like the wrap spinalis. I mean, I know some people like what they call the tri-heart with the big spinalis on the front. Um, those are, I mean, they're great steaks and they're, you know, but they, some, a lot of times they take a long, a little bit longer to cook. Um, I, I, I've done the best with the ones that just, it's about midways down the, the ribeye where it's got a good thick spinalis that wraps and then you got a good heart because that's where they cut it across. And I try to keep that fat not too thick in between the spinalis and the heart of the ribeye. That way, if they do mess up and cut wrong, you're not getting into a big fat pocket. When you're talking about cut wrong, yeah, when when it goes into the cut table, because I don't know how they cut them or who's cutting them or whatever. But I want them to I want them to get a good cut. The way I put it in the box, I want them to cut straight across that loin, so you can judge my doneness. That's what I'm concentrating. I mean, the spinalis is going to be good. You know, you yeah. you can't hardly mess and it that's up. Where you're taking but it's that from. rib loin that's the important part, and that's the part that we try to nail our. Our tenderness on, or our doneness on the color of it, all that. I mean, the, the tenderness they're they're judging that spinalis, so it's probably you know usually pretty good. So when you turn in an SEA steak, it goes to a cut table. That's right, and it gets cut straight in half. Usually they cut it right across from like nine o'clock to three o'clock. We put it in the box, and that's, they kind of. I guess that's how that's how they used to do it. I don't think they've changed that. Yeah, this is how they this is how I used to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't cooked one. <laughs> But they judge your doneness on how it's cut. Yeah, they look that. at that cut, and it's supposed to be a, a closest to perfect medium. Yeah, which is pretty much pink across it, not red, not gray, no gray, then pink, then gray, just perfectly pink all the way across it. And there's charts out there that show you what their what a the perfect SCA score looks one. like. Yeah, yeah, what a perfect score looks like on. Doneness. And then once they judge the doneness, it hits the table and everybody uses a, their own knife. Well, they judge court. appearance. They judge, you know, appearance is Appearant. probably first. Yeah. Then doneness. And then it hits that first judge and they're cutting them a piece off. And you got to think, they're using plastic utensils. So it's a plastic fork and a, and a plastic knife. You know, that's what that's what they're using to cut these. So you've got to have it tender enough to where it'll cut. And, you know, that steak's tough. You're going to get gigged. Now, I don't know. I mean, is there a steak that's too tender? If I'm judging and it's too, what's too tender? I mean. Mush. Mush or raw, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That, to me, I mean, tenderness is one of those things. that's either it's tender or it's not. Yeah. It's not like a, oh, it's almost tender. Or it's not, <laughs> quite, you know what I mean? That, to me, it's all or not. And the same thing with appearance. It's like, does it look good or does it not look yeah. good? Yeah. I've never had a steak and but, said, this is just too tender for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah this is just way too tender. <laughs> I don't know what they did, but they over-tendered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. But so that's that's kind of the judging process. Now, going back to the cooking process, if you want to win, get you some AP rub. <laughs> and you put the AP rub on the outside of that steak, and you sweat it for about 30 minutes. Now, I'd usually do this. Um, How heavy? Um, It's, I'd say, I don't go super heavy on none of them. I mean, it's a light, medium, the light to medium coat of AP rub. Just it's basically a dry brine. So we get our steaks. We usually get them on ice, get them really cold. We trim them up, tie them up with butcher twine. The reason why we tie them is to keep a nice uniform shape. I don't want it to look like a hockey puck, but I don't want it to be all spread out and just you know looking like a good steak. You yeah, want it's yeah. got to be uniform. I mean, if I'm eating them at home, I ain't tying them up. That's the way a home cooked steak looks. 
But I'm going for something that, you know, it looks like you put some effort into it to hold its shape. Yeah. Usually it's kind of oblong. Um, I usually pick the best side. I like, I, I th- most people pro- are just, most people are right-handed. So that means they're, you know, cutting with their left and eating a fork with a knife. So I try to get that spinalis to where it wraps. Oh, you've thought about right this. Right to left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I'm going to go. So that's going to be my top side. I'm going to try to trim it up, take any excess fat off I can. Um, depending on how the steak feels, it, do I tenderize it or not? When I say tenderize it, we have, uh, I bought them off Amazon, but it's called an onion slicer. And it looks like, um, kind of like a, a fork, uh, you know, like a, a, it looks like a hair pick. Yeah. Like a hair pick. It's got, <laughs> but it's, but it's got, sharp. yeah, but it's real sharp. And so we'll take that and just kind of fork or, you know, put those little blades down through the ribeye. Um, maybe the spinalis. I mean, I usually do it all, but I don't get real aggressive with that. I'll do both sides and then I'll put it back in the cooler. Or, you know, on ice in a pan, usually kind of covered in foil. We're just letting it set till about, I don't know, I like to go about an hour before turn in. That's when I usually go. So, usually, what I'll do, I'll start me a chimney of coals, then I'll get my steak out of the cooler and go ahead and season it with AP rub on both sides. It's tied up, and then I'll every 10, 15 minutes, I'll flip it because I got season on both sides and it'll start pulling out moisture more so on that surface contact side on the bottom. And it's room so I'll flip it over. Time. It's room temp. Yeah. yeah. We're putting it out. Now it's not outside and 100 degree heat like today. Yeah. Yeah. We usually cook in our barbecue trailer and we have an AC unit go. So I, I would guess it's 70 something degrees in there. You know, good even temperature. It's not super hot in the sun, but it's still, you know, slowly coming up to room temp. Um, once the coals get ready, I cook on a PK grill. You can cook on any grill. Weber grill is probably one the most money with, but I started cooking on PK just because they pack down easier. But once we, you know, dump our hot coals in, it's been about 20 minutes, dump the coals in the grill, get the grates brushed off, close the lid, letting the grill slowly come up to temp. I like to give it about 30 minutes before we know we're going to go to cook. Um, 15 minutes out, I'll season it with a little hot rub. And that's really just for color. I want that steak to have almost not – not deep mahogany look like you expect ribs or barbecue to have, but you want to have some color on it. You want to have you want it to brown all the way across. You want it to have some of those red tones to it. You want to see some of the seasoning on it. And that's why I use the hot rub. So I'll put that lightly on both sides, and it'll set just 15, you know, 10, 15 minutes before it's going to hit the grill. Now, I've already taken some of my steak rub and run it through a little coffee grinder, kind of powderized it. And that's the last, that's the last little finishing dust that I'm using. But I'm going to cook that steak on that grill grate. I want my grill grate to be, I'm right at f- between 525, 550 for the sear part. That's pretty suspicious. I'll get my grill marks on it, and usually it's about a minute 30 to two minutes, depending on the thickness of the steak. I mean, all these steaks cook different. depends yeah, on how yeah. what how hot it is outside or whatever. Like right now, I'm probably cooking a minute 30 on my initial perfect grill marks where I'm getting judged on appearance. And then I'm going up to a little raised rack and flipping it over and finishing it off slow. I'm sticking a probe through the loin, you know, right through the side of it, the center heart of that ribeye. I'm watching those temperatures, and once it gets up to about 131, 100, you know, I start looking at it close between 128, 130, you know, right in there. But usually the, the go test about 131, 132. It's coming off now. When it goes up to that raised rack, I like to have me a little pot that I put some butter in. I'll season it with a little bit of AP rub. And I'll just kind of don't touch the surface of the steak, just kind of drizzle it over it and let that butter get on it and just kind of cook down and drip and, you know, that's smell good, good. That's a good tip even for home cooking. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do that all the time. Why do you not rub the actual steak? Because it'll brush off your seasoning, brush off your marks. When you go to rubbing on it with the basting brush, you know, it's, you're going to push stuff off of it. I just want it to kind of fall over it gently. And then I'll also... Sprinkle a little bit of that steak rub on it as I'm doing that butter. Not super heavy or anything. It's just a lightly little seasoning. And then when it comes off, I'm giving it a, at least a five to seven minute rest. Sometimes I'll go 10 minutes and often we'll leave that probe in there and I want to see how far that steak carries over. I don't want it to go too far because it'll get past medium. But if it jumps up to 138 to 140, it's about perfect. That's where you want it to carry over to. And that's usually about eight degrees, something it's like so that. High. I know it sounds high, but it really is. It's medium. And it's, I mean, you know, you're like, here's medium rare. So yeah, it's like you're out of the SCA I know. realm right there. But to get that perfect medium cut, you've got to let it carry to that far. And some guys are taking those tri-hearts to 145. Yeah, I've heard that. You know, I mean, that's where they end up finishing. But 
you you know, I started out taking them off at 127, 128, and we kind of got to that 131, 132, and that's when what you first started doing it. You were taking them off at 126. Yeah, I've took them off there. I think in the video that you actually do, like, it just I mean, it's like it's changed. It's changed over the yeah. years. In SCA now, I haven't cooked an SCA contest in a while. Like I let Michael start cooking them, and I mean, he was kind of following that same philosophy. I let him season them however he wanted to season them. But as far as wouldn't take them off and stuff, that stuff pretty same. I mean, you can you can win with that, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. You could go to bat with that. Those were some great tips. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I'm learning over here. <laughs> think you could do it, Tyler? I could try. I'd, I'd be struggling with the grill still a little bit. I'm getting used to the Weber, but. So, are you still having problems getting your Weber up to temp? No, not really. It's like taking it from like. I guess like what you said, putting on the raised rack, I never really thought about that. So I was I was having trouble just searing it and then taking it off and it being a little bit less done on the inside than I wanted, you know? Yeah. yeah. But but you've got the getting the Weber up to temp. Yes. Down. Yep. Yeah. Got enough to just got to try like a pork butt on it now. <laughs> the steak oh, yeah. method and all that good stuff. I haven't, on haven't the prayed. Weber? Yeah. Man, I haven't no, you want the challenge then. Yeah. <laughs> Pack a lunch for that one, Tyler. <laughs> That's a long cook. It's very doable. It's just a long cook. Yeah. Put your coals around, you know, kind of like that snake method all around the outside. It's a good way to learn your that water Weber. Pack. Yeah, it's a great way. I'm used to just setting it on the pellet grill, leaving it alone for you know. Yeah, you're going to get spoiled. <laughs> you got to go out there and mess with the vents and add more coals and everything you got to do. Stay up with it. There ain't yeah. no just going to bed with it on one of those. Yeah. It's you, fun to cook one on it. Yeah, you can cook, you can throw it on in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it's all day. It's, a, it's yeah. an eight-hour cook. I'm assuming a brisket's probably not possible, or at least. It is. It's just, I mean, I would do a flat or a point. You're not going to put a whole brisket yeah. on there. And it's, I mean, you can do it, it, it cooks the same way as a butt. Get some color on it, wrap it up, let it roll. Wow. Maybe I'll try that instead. You really try. <laughs> I'd start with a butt. I'd start with a butt. A little cheaper. You earn twenty dollars, not so bad. You, you mess up seventy five dollars. Be hurting. Wife might get mad. <laughs> so sign up for the Townsend SCA contest. Yeah. All you gotta do is cook a steak, win a trout trip. I just told you how to win the SCA ribeye. <laughs> so that's twenty five hundred dollars. You're probably gonna win three grand a trip. Uh, a vacation weekend fishing guided trip with a cabin or a hotel room. I don't know what it is. There's no way free to dinner, lose. Free dinner. There's no way to lose. And you get to hang out in Melbourne, Arkansas with all the towns and folks, and we'll be there probably with Bloody Marys. <laughs> we also have the Palmer Home event coming up. So on November 5th, we are doing a whole hog pig picking. Extravaganza. Extra- Let's just go ahead and call it that, what it is. <laughs> okay. It's an extravaganza Hog picking. We're doing it here at the shop. Smorgasbord. Yeah. And you can be invited. You and a guest can be invited. How do you get invited, Shell? You have to help us raise money for the Palmer Home. That's right. So the Palmer Home is a local charity. Uh, they help children who are in bad situations. They kind of give them a family. Place keep, to them, leave, up, leave. keep them out of the foster care system. Um, and we are trying to feed two families for a year. Um if you would like to help us become a fundraiser, you can go to howtobarbecuewrite.com forward slash Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R, and get all the details on how to become a fundraiser. But the top five fundraisers get to show up, bring a guest, How to Barbecue Right headquarters, cook big, a whole big extravaganza. How are you cooking this whole hog? Have you thought about this? What grill you're using? Um, we're, yeah. I mean, we're probably going to use a stick burner. The outlaw? Yep. If we can get it down here. If not, yeah. we'll use our hog cooker. What's the hog? The last cooker? one I cooked on the uh, the big rotisserie. Oh man, it made an awesome hog. We did a video. Oh yeah, with it. yeah. That one still, did is that video good. still hitting? Yeah, yeah it's out it's, there. I did it with Mark and Jamie. It had some audio issues midway through. Yeah, but oh, yeah, that was a that was a fine hog. That was a running style. What are you going to cook this one? Running style? Belly um, I don't know. We may cook too. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me questions I hadn't planned out. I just know we're cooking hog. We make. I mean, there's no telling what cooker we may cook on. It'll be it'll be a good hog. Yeah. I guarantee you. But we're gonna. I don't know what style of hog we're cooking yet. But we're gonna be maybe belly up. <laughs> maybe belly up. Maybe yeah. running. Um, but we're gonna be cooking the hog all day. We'll be eating all kinds of different things, drinking, hanging maybe out, some football on TV. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot of barbecue, answering Answer a lot of questions. questions. 
yeah. Just having a good time. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a great little event. So if you'd like to be a part of that, siesta that night and have margarita. (laughs) (laughs) And we're gonna arrange. May end up at the casino. (laughs) Who knows where this day will take us? (laughs) Depends on what group of people come. (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) We are going to arrange for you to get picked up from the hotel. And drop back off. So Can we'll we arrange for your quick trip to the safari park. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be fun. Oh no! A group full of uh, rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> We need one of those big jeeps that you can, you know, set people on like they take African like safari. safari yeah. yeah. <laughs> can we drive this through there? Which they let us. Did you know that the barbecue boom is over? <laughs> <laughs> man, that's what I'm seeing on social media. I tell you what, man, these Traeger and Weber have taken some hits since they went public. Now, I don't know how, what was the other company that went public too that the Mannings bought into? It was like the barbecue, barbecue guys, guys thing. Yeah. And they went, I don't know how their stock's doing. I don't know. But um, we we ended up getting a little bit of the Traeger and the Weber. And I was like, man, that's a dumb decision. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's you I mean, are not a financial guru. I am not a financial guru, so don't take any financial <laughs> advice from me. I will be the first to tell you that. If I say buy something, probably go the other way. It's only my luck. But I mean, I think now just from my perspective of what I mean, first of all, these companies are under a lot more scrutiny when they're public like that. Yeah. So they gotta really report what's going on. And um, I mean, they're both of them released grills. At a bad time to be releasing grills, and I think Weber rushed theirs. That pellet grill they came out with, I never put Did my you hands ever, on. Yeah. One. I never put my hands on one, but just from from what from what happened when they put it out and how you know what happened, it just didn't work properly. It caught on fire and just didn't do what it was. You know, should are they have still done. selling it? I I guess so. Okay, I don't know. But then Traeger tried to come out with the you know the super fancy timber lines and at a bad time to do to do a high-end grill like that and they put a lot of money into a lot of different stuff and i think Traeger's a great company was, i mean it just seems like in times like these you got to really work on quality and you know i mean the supply chains probably screwed up both companies I mean, they're yeah, getting stuff yeah. from overseas and we know what that's been like um people haven't been spending money on high dollar grills i mean foodstuffs is still up I mean, people are still buying meat and cooking at home and probably not going to restaurants. Yeah. But, I mean, but um, I don't, I mean, I just think that elaborate spending has just went down. Yeah. So it's hurting. It's hurting a lot of those companies, especially if you come out with new new high-dollar products that you're trying to get people to buy at this time. Not a good idea. So. I mean, Traeger just laid off. They've laid off. But I don't know. I don't know if Weber, did Weber announce layoffs too? I think I know so. Traeger got, yeah, yep. Traeger, Traeger got rid of a lot of people. I mean, we have some friends that. Uh, yeah, that were like an outside sales kind of demo area that those guys are no longer with the company. I don't know what they're doing on that, but I mean, I don't know how many people they employ. I know we went to their headquarters and it's a big place and it seemed like they had a lot of employees. Lot so of that's employees. a lot of overhead. Yeah. Um, it was a but, yeah. big operation. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like their market. I don't think, I mean, I don't think Traeger's going anywhere. And I don't think Weber's going. I don't think like, like in danger of losing the companies. No, no, but no. I mean, I mean like, Traeger's things, I mean, the, the guys that own it were, I guess they're like, what do you call them, venture capitalists or whatever? They were, they're investment type people. So they buy companies, build them up, and sell them. And if that's the plan on Traeger, <laughs> they got a lot of work to do. <laughs> when your stock drops, I don't know what, I think it's like, what do we say, $2.90 yesterday, yeah. Tyler, or something like that? It was low. From, I it might be it, a good it time. got up the highest 32, I think, at the highest point. When after, yeah. And this has been in a year now. It hasn't been out long. Um, Weber was the same way, but I think it's down to, I don't know, about six bucks. Or yeah, something it was about like six. That. It's crazy to me that Weber, after being around for so long, just went public. Yeah, that's, that is. I mean, why, why did they? It took them so long. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know anything about. I mean that company. I, don't I really don't, I don't get into the. We don't really know much about Traeger. I just you know the reason why I bought some of their stock when they offered it because it was barbecue stock. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, some companies I know and recognize that I could you know put a little money in, and now I'm going to sit on it till <laughs> I die. <laughs> I guess that'll be Michael someday. <laughs> uh, every time I hear something like the barbecue boom is ever, it kind of makes me roll my eyes a little bit. Yeah, it's like. So I Googled barbecue boom, and there were articles going back to, like, 2012. Yeah. Talking about how we're in the middle of a barbecue boom or how the barbecue boom is over or all this stuff. Yeah. Just a news story. I think it's just, like, a catchy thing. Yeah. 
It's easy to say something's over when you get companies announcing layoffs and all that. Yeah. We'll see if, if people quit. If, are people going to quit barbecuing? That's the thing. No. Yeah. Are they going to go back to restaurants? I hope so eventually because we had, you know, there's a lot of people in restaurants that need need that that are getting hurt. A lot of people we know lost restaurants and you know are struggling. But I feel like around here it's kind of equalizing a little bit. Like I we're getting so back too. in the yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. I mean, I, the, my buddies are still cooking just as much. You know, we may not be out competing and doing yeah. all that. Now I think a lot of that's probably gone down because I mean people are pinching. You know. When, yeah. when times are tight, you're not spending, you know, if gas and groceries are taking your money, you're not going to be spending it on extra stuff. But, you're going to really pick and choose what you're spending on, so you're going to stay close to home more than likely. And that's, a, I mean, that's that means cooking at home and, you know. Unless it's a local contest, you're going to have to burn a lot of gas yeah, to get there. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, a lot of these contests, you, I mean, if you're pulling barbecue trailers and all that and having to buy the meat and everything, there's no way that the prize money would even be worth you know, what you would spend to do it. So, What do you think a KCBS contest would cost you right if now? you went and did it this weekend? I'd say north of a 1000 Wow. I would bet. Because of the meat. I mean, yeah, I'm buying brisket. I'm buying high-end pork. I'm, you know. I'm, you yeah. Know, Gas. Gas. Fuel. I mean, yeah. yeah. Hotel. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, even if you got a trailer like ours, I mean, it's still getting seven, eight miles to the gallon pulling a big trailer. Yeah. And if you're going, you know, anywhere that's any distance that's a lot of fuel you'll spend you know five hundred dollars in fuel before you know it yeah when you used to could do it on a hundred bucks you know that's how much i mean see if you're like me like during quarantine i just fell in love with cooking like it yeah. just wasn't something yeah. I, really, I think a lot of people did too you know i think so many people were cooking at home and stuff and they kind of found things like oh like i can make this almost better than i got it at the restaurant before that's you right. know so that's kind of where i'm at it, like with barbecue and steaks and stuff that's and, a good thing and a really bad thing. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that goes, I mean, I think that falls right in line with people that those type people that are cooking at home right now aren't looking for super high end grills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That market's very niche. There's, I mean, the people are learning how to control the yeah, Weber's. They're learning, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, then they are cooking yeah. on Weber kettles and, you know, basic, you know, pellet grills that may be a Traeger from Home Depot, it may yeah. be a pit boss, it may be, you know, a grill, a grill or something like that. But, you know, they're not using, super high-end stuff i mean unless you just got plenty of money to throw away and you're building an outdoor kitchen you're not putting in high-end stuff i have been seeing a lot of stuff on the facebook group where people have found old grills and are refurbishing them you know Mm -hmm. yeah and taking a lot of pride in that so that's cool really yeah i I think so too i like the homemade stuff i mean i don't know i think we're still seeing still seeing people's barbecuing and people aren't getting moving away from barbecue and it may be hurting some of the bigger companies but i think the you know rubs and sauces as long as as long as they still got ingredients to make them they're still being made i mean prices are going up we see that yeah i mean prices are constantly i know just from our manufacturing standpoint we didn't have price increases for i don't know what seven eight years and then all of a sudden pandemic hit and supply chain started changing and we've seen multiple price increases from the manufacturer side three times in the past year you know it ain't been a year yet yeah prices keep going up we try not to have to adjust too much but there's going to become a point to where you ain't got a choice market's dictating what prices are yeah a bad batch of tomatoes is messing up our barbecue <laughs> yeah <sauce>. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's that's it Wait, that's that's for real. I mean, I, like it's like Heinz um, released this big thing, like a market wide. What you know, what was going on? There's going to be a ketchup shortage or whatever. Yeah, our prices are going to be astro- astronomical for just Heinz ketchup, and that's. I mean, you know, a lot of people put Heinz ketchup in their sauces. I mean, I mean, I don't think it's a batch. I'm thinking it's a crop. No, no, it's, it's like as a, a whole. Yeah, it's as a whole issue. shortage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, we've got drought. You've got oh, COVID. God. You've Let's got. <laughs> wars and i mean it's perfect storm to jack our prices up. I, th- I think it's probably all political i got a good know. topic sure did y'all see uh max the meat guy's video yesterday no he made so i guess for the very first time he smoked like a whole octopus just like from start to finish what? the whole what bo- size so i mean it was i mean it was pretty good size like sheet pan size octopus? yeah it was like pretty big it was the whole body he took- was it alive uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was not a lot. Um, he took the the body, or he took the body. I think he just like you know did some 
very basic trimming to it. I mean, I like how, eyes, do, how do you trim hot buds? It's like the eyes, like that kind of. It really wasn't oh. much. It was like the eyes and like the the undesirables, I guess you could say. But the head and everything was still on, and so he popped the eyes out. Uh, I don't really <laughs> like. It, I like, think it was with a knife. I'm guessing like with a big tablespoon. <laughs> 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 pretty, much. <laughs> pretty much, I guess. Uh, and then he seasoned it with the barbecue rub. He put hey, that's, it. That's one use I haven't seen. <laughs> pretty cool though. Um, yeah. And then put it on the grill. It shrunk a whole lot through the cook, through the cook process. Really? And then he glazed it with barbecue sauce. I think about halfway through and kept glazing it, and it came off. It was like seriously half the size as it started at. It shrunk so much. <laughs> Uh, but he said it was super tender and really delicious, so oh. I was like really interested in that. The one before that I saw him do was with the pork belly. What mm-hmm. platform was that on? Was uh, he he posted on TikTok first, oh. yeah, because okay. it's not on his Instagram. Was it grilled or smoked? It was smoked. He said it was. Sm- he said it had like a smoky flavor to it, and I mean, it. Lo- I don't even like seafood, and I will tell you, it actually looked pretty. You good. would try it. Yeah. Will you eat the little baby ones that you see on like the Chinese buffet? <laughs> That's, I used to. I can see that. I can see probably grilling those up, put them on a skewer, have them on there. But well, the first time I tried calamari know. was when I'm I was a squid, in Dallas. I'm a fan of squid. I like calamari. Yeah. So I mean, now I'm kind of like interested to try those kinds of things, and that looks kind of good. It's definitely boneless. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you source that? Boneless octopus. <laughs> <laughs> <The> ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I just have you ever seen those videos where one will get on a ship and it'll start crawling off and it can slide through the oh smallest of holes or whatever? I'm just imagining putting this live octopus off in a sheet pan and the lid on it. <laughs> <laughs> and crawling and around, crawling it, around it, fighting it It's like Bugs Bunny uh, cooking it. Yeah, and that's a pretty big octopus there. Yeah. I thought it was, and he said it looked good. And then the video before that, he did like an impossible meat and he aged it for 30 days. And he said, oh, <laughs> and he said it tasted like crap. Of course, yeah. <laughs> naturally. Wow, uh, that looks like uh, the logo for what's that? Uh, uh, the wrong. Guys, the Marvel guys were always fun. Hydra. Yeah, that looks like Hydra's logo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. The bad guys. Yeah. I was thinking about that rum that you like. The Kraken. The Kraken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks like Hydra's logo spread out like that. I try it though. I would definitely oh, yeah, try it. I mean, the barbecue rub on it can't be bad. <laughs> Wait, he put the barbecue mm-hmm. rub on it? Yeah. The barbecue rub. Imagine that it's a king crawl. <laughs> 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 it might have named, yeah. yeah. But yeah That's the ultimate. You want to talk about exotic? <laughs> the octopus. Um, Jay and Jamie from Tennessee Mojo turned in calamari tacos. Yeah, Wasn't it yeah. calamari tacos at yeah. uh, Memphis and May for exotic? Yeah. That sounds really good. They were really good. It was boxed calamari. Yeah, it was like boxed. already breaded and everything. <laughs> See, I would think like that like and John's calamari. <laughs> <laughs> I would think smoking that kind of stuff would just make it super rubbery, but I could be wrong. I, like Jay, I told him I wanted to try his box calamari. I tried it. it was pretty good. It was really yeah. good. It was a little crispy but tender. Had like a little lemony flavor. Yeah. Basted it with or something. But it was kind of a oh crap, we gotta do just, they thought we forgot else we signed was, up for seafood. Well, Nobody, someone yeah. else was gonna yeah. do it and I felt through and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. So they had to scramble at the last minute. I thought it was a great idea. They tossed it in a um, bang bang shrimp kind of sauce. Yeah, that's what it was. Delicious. Yeah, it was really good. Bang bang calamari taco. I'd eat it. Um, speaking of weird things, uh, have you seen the new bar- barbecue vodka? This no. is something Tyler told <laughs> no. us about this week. <laughs> so my mom sends me over. She's always looking for ideas of stuff we can make videos on. And I guess somebody at work turned her on to this, uh, I think it's like 39 Kansas City barbecue 360. vodka. 360. KC Kansas- barbecue flavored vodka, yeah. And it just sounds, and she thought it would be good for a Bloody Mary. What do you think about that? What's your thoughts? I I mean, I'd try it. Yeah. I'm, I'm always weary of that stuff. They try to put smoke and bacon and things like that. It's never good as just regular. I mean, the artificial it's smoke just, yeah. flavors. It's not I mean, terrible. I'd try it and see. Yeah. But there's, I mean, which, uh, I I'm tried actually, to do it's, and the guy at the liquor store gave me some. It was like the screwball. You know how screwball is the peanut butter flavored mm-hmm. whiskey? They had a barbecued flavor whiskey, and I got it at the house. And this dude said, Man, you want this? It's a, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they try to push this stuff and it sucks. <laughs> so was, yeah, man, I'll take it. You know, sure. I, why am I? I don't even Have you tried it? No. But I need to bring it up here and show it on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe somebody's tried it and likes it. I don't know. But maybe we should try it in yeah. the podcast. But 
<laughs> shots, <laughs> shots at nine thirty in the morning. Guy. Uh, yeah, nine thirty in the morning barbecue whiskey shot. Well, it's like those pickles. I imagine it tastes like smoke and vinegar and, and whiskey or something. Next Thursday, school goes back. <laughs> that might be <laughs> celebration yeah. time. Celebration. I was thinking about that. You know, it's coming up with a, need to do a video. It's like the back to school celebration video. It's like you have it all. Drinks, party. It's like that's that's important. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ready to go for school to go back other than us. I mean, as much as we are. <laughs> but it's kind of like the have you guys had the pickle whiskey? Yeah, it sucks yeah. too. I, I like it. Like, I think that's like oh, really man. No, I can't stand it's, it. It's such a good like party. I like picklebacks. Yeah. I like pickle juice with a shot of, of, of Jameson. I like it. It might have been the kind yeah. that I tried yeah. or something, but it's such a good like party thing, like bringing it out when you have a bunch yeah. of people at the house, like Hey guys, let's take some pickle shot. Everybody's yeah. like, "What?" But yeah, that's, that was, I mean, I tried it when it first came out. I was not a fan. It just did not. I resisted uh, the peanut butter whiskey for a while. I was like, "Ugh, that's so gross." Oh, so good. It is good. And then I so, had it at a party, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it is good. <laughs> "That is a delicious I do little like treat." It. Yeah. Back in my bartender days, a little razzmatazz, a little bit Makes of a screwball, and J shot. Yeah. 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 And when. I remember the first flavored booze I ever saw was Burnett's vodka. They come out with like the apple and all the different yeah. flavored ones. I remember those. Those back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Now those so are that was the flavored dozen. started yeah, the flavored yeah, yeah. vodka craze. Was it Burnett's that was the I don't first know if they one? Were the first one. Yeah. Probably but it was that Smirnoff time. or something yeah. like that because they had all that stuff. Burnett's might have been the only one I could have afforded. <laughs> yeah, it was a cheap one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a silly question, but is the 99 bananas, that's not vodka, right? That's just liqueur? No, it's strong. It's like 99 proof. Oh, yeah, I don't is, really know what. It, I don't know if it's considered a, it's it probably liqueur? a banana, banana liqueur, but it's stout. Because now they have like tons of flavors of the 99. Yeah. Like That's what yeah. I drank on my wedding day. They put it, they poured like, it was like a, you know, a bunch of different kinds into my flask and yeah. it tasted like the rainbow pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Uh, tasted like Skittles. the Skittles. <laughs> yeah, pretty Skittles. much. It got me there, there though. That's all that matters. Um, I bought some to do in a drink. That's the only time. It I'm just says liqueur. Yeah, it just says liquid. 99 proof liqueur. It'll get you in trouble. You'll get it yeah. ice cold. And they got it all different flavors now. Butterscotch, cherry limeade, fruit punch. I mean, it's just a page. All kinds of different liqueur. I tell you what's good is the uh, pineapple, or not the pineapple, the whipped vodka. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the that's the best flavored vodka going that you make, that you make the dull pineapple whips with. It's Pinnacle brand. If you which is a decent brand of yeah, vodka. Yeah, I like it. It's not bad. It ain't top shelf, but it ain't. I feel like whips hard cheap. to find. Like I don't yeah. see it a lot. Yeah, certain places. Thank some you. Some liquor stores have it. Some don't. I don't know why that is. But it's it's a it's really good with pineapple juice and a little sprite and a little Malibu. Have y'all ever had the birthday cake flavored Pinnacle? Yeah. <laughs> not Pinnacle, but I, what's what brand was that? I can't remember. It was, we were the first year at the Royal, and I'd found a bottle of it and got it ice cold. Somehow, somebody recorded me making a video like I was a spokesperson for it. I wonder if we still have that. I, I don't know, but I drank that whole bottle like, <laughs> like 30 minutes. It was so good. <laughs> Is that the end of the story that you remember? <laughs> no, that story kept going. <laughs> It was a wild night. Band was wanting to fight me. <laughs> 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 oh, You're no. standing right behind the drummer going, Mama! <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to play the uh, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody and taking it real serious, like <laughs> Queen's version. Well, I was doing the Muppets version <laughs> for them, right behind the drummer. <laughs> so you can imagine Animal back there screaming. <laughs> <laughs> After I drank this fifth of vodka, straight, <laughs> and some beers. <laughs> I can just see Shell off to the side. It was like, bad please come here. Oh, yeah, they hated me. <laughs> <laughs> I would try to sing every song for them. I mean, they were, now they messed up. They needed a lot of help. Right, yeah. back to back. And we were packed in there at the Royal, and they just decided to put a full band, like, right on our trailer. I mean, it was like, if you if you were standing at my barbecue pit, I could touch the drummer. Yeah. He was right. It, was, it wasn't like I was encroaching on them. <laughs> I mean, I was in my space doing it. I mean, they should have had but, a good time with it. <laughs> they should. They didn't have no choice. Yeah. But they did not. They did not have a good time. No. With it. That was. I was heckling them from behind. I guess. 
I hope they have a podcast. I thought it sounded great. (laughs) I like the Muppet version of Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) (laughs) To me, I was rocking. (laughs) That was a good time. (laughs) Because we were pretty much just living at the Royal. We did for three or four days. Three or four days in an RV with no shower. And Mark Lambert promised us they had real nice showers at the Royal for everyone to use. Real nice communal showers. Just those words just don't even go together. <laughs> they did not have real nice. I think we ended up. They had showers. <laughs> they did have showers. Some curtains, some not curtains. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty much we- prison style. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we ended up getting to go to somebody's hotel room yeah. and showering every day. Anyway. Um, so on the community page this week, somebody cooked up some hot dogs, put them in a bun, mm-hmm. topped them with pulled pork, Yes. your white barbecue sauce, white sauce, pickles, chopped pickles on top. That's got to be good. I know. Yeah. It's got to be a barbecue dog. <laughs> it's a barbecue yeah. dog. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all about that. I like the white sauce. I, I mean, I like white, white sauce is great on pulled pork, but with the hot dog and chopped pickles, man, that's, that's, that's a... Genius. Gourmet hot dog. I know. Yeah, I'm all about that. So now I'm, you know. Now you want to do some hot dogs this weekend? <laughs> yeah. I've got to cook some wild boar this weekend. I was going to do some pulled uh, pull pork sandwich with Jita. Wild, wild boar. boar on a hot dog. Where'd the wild boar come from? Uh, gamekeeper, Mossy Oak Gamekeeper Butchery. Yeah. It's, I mean. What what cut is it? Your shoulder. Okay. Yeah. How big is it? I mean, it's it's like a small butt. Is it it's like It's not the whole list? shoulder. No, I don't know. I hadn't. Okay. Broke it out of its cryovac yet. Hang, that's been my first time cooking one. I'm doing some recipes for uh, Gamekeeper Butchery where they sell wild game. Like they'd sell elk and wild boar, different venisons and sausages and quail. I mean, they sell all kinds of alligator. That's where we, we got the alligator. Yeah. Ninja came and we did that whole alligator. It came from Mossy Oak. And uh, so I'm doing, I've done several this week. But, man, they've turned out really good, I think. Oh yeah, what'd you so? We'll so, talk about it a little more. In yeah, depth. they're they're not out yet. It's just kind of like development because what what they did, they asked me if I could, if I wanted to cook some of their stuff and do some recipes with it, and I was like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, wild game. I'm into wild game cooking. We're doing the whole buck junkie thing and yeah, outdoor stuff. So they sent me some elk tomahawk like chops. That's that okay. Fire. They sent me some bison ribeyes, which those were so the best. We I've cooked those before. Like I got invited to go on a hunt with them here a couple of years ago, and that was one of the things I cooked for them. But then we did them. Uh, I got some for Brian to cook in Memphis in May the year he finished. I think third and exotic with these bison yeah, ribeyes, yeah. and then I've cooked them. You know, I think I cooked them at the house one other time, but. They, Have they I mean, always been that good? Yeah, every single time I've cooked them, they've been that good. I don't know. <clears throat> they are excellent. I don't. I don't They're, know if you could tell a. I don't know if like a regular person could tell that was not, or it was bison. Yeah. First if you didn't cow, tell me, know. if you just like enjoy this ribeye. Yeah, try this ribeye. I mean, there's like, no delicious. There's no wildness. There's no gaminess. It's leaner. The meat, say, so it's almost doesn't, richer. Yeah, it doesn't have as much fat as a, like a even a choice grade ribeye from mm-hmm. the grocery store. But so if, if you've ever had like really lean like grain, uh, pasture grass raised beef, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Grass fed, not grain fed. Um, but because it just doesn't have the marbling or anything. But what what shocked me was the tenderness of yeah. it, and I didn't tenderize it at all. I just seasoned it, you know, a little AP, a little hot, cooked it like I would a ribeye. Threw some uh, rosemary, some parsley, and some butter, and some garlic in a pan. Kind of made a little basting butter and did it over the the back end of it when it was done, and and cut into it. And I was like, wow, show you got to try this. I mean, it was you could almost, it was almost I mean pretty much fork tender, no joke. Yes, no, I was uh, cutting it with my fork. Yeah. So I'm I'm a big fan of those. The bison ribeyes is probably that might be the best thing I've gotten from them. And now, you've gotten some pretty. Good I've gotten stuff. some good stuff. But yeah, the elk tomahawks are fabulous. I did. Uh, we had some sausages. Was that venison sausage? It was venison sausage. I did like a sausage marinara, peppers and onion sandwich on it was a roll. Really good. Um, I did a black and blue cheese burger, like venison burger. That was really really good. Yes. Um, what else have I done? 
That's it right now. Was, yeah, I've, I've got to do, I'm, I'm doing some uh, sweet and saucy wild boar St. Louis cut ribs. I'm doing a pulled pork sandwich with the wild boar. Then I'm gonna. I've got a wild boar chorizo they sent that I'm gonna do uh, like a, a chorizo queso kind of with it. So I've got a few more I've got to do this weekend to fit, wrap those up. But and and I'll pro- what'll probably happen is they're gonna release this stuff for sale on Gamekeeper's website. But I'll probably end up doing some videos of these recipes because yeah. they turned out. I mean, we were shooting them just for the recipe and for picks because they needed them for the recipe card stock things and the other promotional stuff. But to I mean, it's good enough. There were good enough recipes to make straight up videos out of, to, so other people can cook them, see how see how they turned out. So yeah, we got to do that. Yeah. So what are you cooking me this weekend? Ribs and pulled pork. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm cooking you hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs and cheese dip. How about that? Hot dogs and cheese dip. Does that sound like a good weekend? Yeah, I can get I can get behind that. Chorizo, if we can put queso. some pulled pork, white sauce, and top. Yeah, heck yeah, of course. <laughs> hot dogs. It's not going to be a standard old microwave hot dog. <laughs> Boiled hot dog. Uh, I cooked some hot dogs in the crock pot last weekend for the kids. Yeah, I went. I was. I went dove field working for that. They were great. Hot were dogs they? in crock pot do fine. <laughs> they don't get all brown and hard and nasty. Because <laughs> the ones I saw looked all brown and hard and nasty when I got home. Hmm. <laughs> How many packs you put in there? If they grew, what happened to them? How can you burn something in a crock pot? <laughs> that was at the end of the day. Oh. <laughs> I know what happened. Well. I'll feed these kids. Crock pot, hot dogs, I'm going to the pool. <laughs> exactly. Cooler beer. We ain't worried about the hot dogs. <laughs> If y'all want something to eat, hot dog in a crock pot. <laughs> Is it the same procedure as like boiling them? Do you just put water in there? No, that, you mess up if you put water in there. Dude. And they get all... The <laughs> pretty dry and dark and brown and hard. I don't know what water could have done, but I think it might have moisturized them a little. <laughs> I don't know. They were great for the first two hours. <laughs> Did you have one that was actually good? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I ate one. Toward, yeah. When I got back home, there was like box of chicken tenders half tore open, <laughs> sausage station. and cheese tray all laid out, <laughs> flies on it, hot dogs burnt in a crock pot, <laughs> dry. <laughs> and all the ladies. And all the ladies were in the pool just floating around. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's been a good Saturday right there. And that kids, was, wasn't it? Those kids And the kids were having a blast. Yeah, they were just running wild. They were probably still coming back to that sausage cheese play. They don't care. No, they don't. They don't care. <laughs> they just dusting it off and taking yeah. a bite. They were in a big time. One quick question before we wrap up today. Where do you get your wood splits? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, we got a local guy that we've been buying them from for the shop, and that's where I've been getting mine from. Um, Fruit of Wood has some good ones. The only thing is shipping gets high on wood. Yeah. So if you can find a local source, I highly recommend it because you save on that shipping. Yeah. But, I mean, that's. How do you find the, a local source? I mean, market, Facebook Marketplace would be one place. Oh, that's book. a good idea. I'd put a post out there and say, hey, man, anybody got any, you know, cooking wood? Uh, if you got, if you happen to have any kind of orchards around, a lot of times they have trees they take out or, you know, quit producing, they take them out. You can go get wood from them. Um, I mean, as far as buying it, I mean, you can buy like the B and B wood, or what's the other? What's that other company out of Texas that makes uh, smoking wood? Um, they sell it in bags. Wood? They sell it in bags, and it, usually a cat, Academy, Home Depot. Uh, they were they had a big thing at the at the Royal that year. We went. I just can't remember the name of that company. I'm, it slips me, but. Um, <laughs> The only thing about buying bagged wood like that, it's been kiln dried. The moisture for them to be able to ship it, the moisture content is so low that you don't get a lot of smoke. It mainly goes straight to flames and it's giving you BTUs. So I do like to have some moisture content in it. So if you get a fresh supply that you can either season out yourself or you know that's been seasoned, still has some moisture content to it, it's usually a little better smoking wood. Don't can't you get a meter that tells you? Yeah, yeah, a little moisture meter. You can stick yeah. it on the thing and it'll tell you what percentage it is. I mean, you want to be somewhere between 15 and 20. That's a good percentage. And Anything lower than that's really, really dry. It works. You just don't get much smoke. You're just going to get heat out of it. But 
if you're wanting smoke, if you're really wanting smoking wood, usually I don't use splits for that. I use, you know, splits are my BTUs that I'm running in stick burners for heat. And then if I'm wanting flavor, I'm using chunks a lot of times that are a little greener, maybe not as dried as much. That way I can get a little smoke and control how much I put on them because a lot of green wood, a little goes a long way. You got to, you know. Work it in. Work it in, yeah. Western. Western, Western. that's it. Western wood products. That's yeah. who I was trying to think of. They sell in bags. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's other, a lot of other people out there and if you do have a local barbecue supply store, they probably have it. There's one in Missouri that um, is selling splits now that a lot of people are using these stick burners, and I'll have to come back with that next week. But if you ask that question in the community, if somebody will post that, usually people will answer That's where it. I got the- Oh, what was the answers? Did Oh, people had it. You know. Nobody's answered? Yeah. Uh, when Mark gets back from vacation, he, knows, he ordered some from the, the guy in Missouri that I'm talking about. And that's where I think he got that got it because Jay uh, Craig from Outlaw had been ordering some from them, but they they were selling really good box splits for stick burners. So I'm sure they're killing, they're dried out pretty good, I imagine. But if Jay's running them and his recommended running them in his Outlaws, I'm, I'm they're pretty good, pretty good product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But most people get it local. And that's what that's what I try to do. It's cheaper that way. Yeah. Like we got a guy that brings he'll bring a van load up here and sell it to us pre-bundled and you know we put a little bit on it because we got to make some money you're not giving it away but that's how i've been getting mine and using them at home and they burn fine i mean it's hickory there's some oak in there and then he's got some cherry and pecan that's only four species we get but that's what i like that's my that's and and i i think the biggest thing about wood is cook with if you're cooking in you know your home region use whatever wood everybody's used to eating that's what you probably grew up eating what people are used to tasting and you don't have to get crazy with it well, Malcolm, that's all the time we have today. That's all we got today, Shell. Tyler's got to get out. Got a, hard, got a hard out today. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm ready to do some cooking this weekend. School's almost back in. Football season's coming up. We got a lot. Starting getting ready for this fantasy draft. I did an awesome uh, TikTok recipe for uh, tailgate food. It was these uh, buffalo. It's like you know, buffalo chicken dip. I did buffalo chicken sliders with that. Instead of cream cheese, I just added some shredded cheese. Oh, it's so good. It was really good. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. When that and video comes out. Stuff. Yeah, and all the other TikToks we filmed good, this week. Good. Well, Tyler, anything you'd like to add or where can they find you or what do they need to know about us? <laughs> hey, guys, a lot of this awesome, uh, a lot of these awesome questions that Shell asked today came from our Let's Get to Cooking community page on Facebook. So you make sure you guys go check it out. You guys can ask tons of questions, share your recipes that you're cooking on a daily basis, and uh, just talk to some like minded folks. And you can check me out over uh, TJAX, TJACS, over on YouTube. Uh, if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. All right. And I appreciate everybody listening today, hanging out with us. We will be back next week. Do it all again at the How to Barbecue Right podcast. Y'all got questions, send them to that community. We'll get them answered. We'll see y'all next time. We gone.